0: Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Business with the Stars. My name is Najma and in today's episode, we are going to have our last book review of the year. And the book title is Built to Last, Successful Habits of Visionary Companies. The book was initially published in 1994 by two MBA professors, Jim Collins and Jerry Porras. So, uh, the book outlines, uh, the results of a six year research project that basically was exploring, uh, what leads to lasting great companies. So it is an amazing book that uses a lot of different companies. I think that there are around 20 companies that were listed and mentioned in the book that came from all of the years of researching and, um, what they both of these professors did is always comparing them to understand what exactly was the difference between one um, that was around for 5 or 10 years and another one that actually uh, is still around or either was around for more than 5 or 10 decades. So the book has around 10 chapters. And what I'm going to do is uh, similarly to the last book review that we had, I'm going to focus on key ideas. So the three key ideas that we are going to review today um, are clock builders and not time tellers. Then the second key idea we are going to review is cult like cultures. And then the third key idea we're going to review is homegrown management. So before jumping into our first point, uh, let's first have a definition of what exactly is uh, a visionary company. What exactly does it mean? So when they're comparing, what are, what is the definition that they had in mind to start even having, uh, when having the surveys and having the different questions that they were asking? So a visionary company Uh, is a company that if it were to go away, will actually leave a hole that will not be easy to replace. And the company that I have uh, chosen here to uh, illustrate this definition is Disney. So for example, Disney is not not actually even replaceable. A lot of different companies can come, but the culture and uh, what Disney is about is almost close to impossible to replace. So not focusing on the money, but focusing on the values is what really will make the difference. So to be able to build, to last you must want to build to change and that comes with core um, uh, values that are focused on perseverance and progress uh, and here's the key word is end. And there is actually a chapter specifically on that, is that anyone focusing on uh, continuity and change, stability and discontinuity, creativity and innovation. So all of these things that are going together is really what will make your company to last more than 50 years. So uh, all leaders eventually die or all visionary products and service products uh, become obsolete. So visionary companies survive through multiple leaders and they survive through multiple products. So, for example, the myth of thinking that... um, you need a great idea to make it, or you need an amazing idea to start your business. Or the myth of saying, "Oh, you have to be a very charismatic leader," or you need to maximize profit, or you need to be a great place to work for everyone, or you need to have a uh, an outstanding CEO. All of those different myths are actually wrong and on and in a completely untrue, based on the research that have been done, because those completely contradict with what is has been done um for like more than 100 years now, on companies that have been around for that long. So, any company is going to face setbacks. A lot of companies are almost going to even face bankruptcy. You have, there's no way that you can have a company that will have a com- no difficulties or the absence of difficulties. You always have, you're always going to be in a position where you will have to rebound back to greatness or to a successful company and making it work so the reason why some of them are actually making it is because of the long-term performance that they build with resilience and really that is going um to really be the key word uh, and like i mentioned even before perseverance and progress but the to be resilient in what you want to do and having that habit is really what will make or break your company um If you want to build a company that is a visionary company that will last for more than 50 years. So uh, let's jump right into our first point, which is clock builder and not time tailor. So, uh, like I mentioned on my intro, uh, a lot of companies have been mentioned in the book, which I really loved because, as most of you know by now, I really love uh, to have examples uh, that really helps me understand situations and even theories better. So, the two companies that I have chosen to select for this uh, point, which is Clock Builder and Not Time Teller, is GE compared to Westinghouse. So uh, GE versus Westinghouse. So both of these companies at the time that they, uh, that they were created had access to almost the same platforms. They were created with the same access to capital, they were created with the same opportunities, they were created at the same moment. And yet GE became a true icon versus Westinghouse um, that failed at least to attain the same stature. So what this point is about is that luck can actually help you to be around between five and 10 years, but luck is not going to help you to be around for five to 10 decades. So the way actually uh, GE worked and the president at that time that GE was created, the president was Charles Coffin. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of him, I know that for me it was the first time while listening uh, to this book, so I will actually mention his name in the episode description. And I'm sure most people have never heard of him, actually. And this comes back uh, to the point I was making, uh, which is the myth of a charismatic leader. So Charles Coffin is someone that really has built a company where people did not really need him and people did not really depend on him. So the mechanism to actually build a company that will make you great is really not to focus on the product, but to focus. On the people that are never going to give up, regardless of the situation. While well, for example, George Westinghouse uh, was a great product visionary. Uh, he had, I think, more than 59 other companies, uh, from what I read, and I will also add uh, his name to the, to the episode description, but what he focused more, uh, was the product that he was building and not the vision of a company. So the main difference between the two is again, the persistence and the way to look at things and adjust, um, always being willing to change an idea and change the business setup. Uh, Clock builders, again, do not tell time because if an idea fails, then you just have to try a new one and it doesn't matter because you just keep building. So you have the discipline to actually make it work regardless of the situation. So uh, that really was the main difference between the two is because, again, you can never avoid being in a situation where things don't work out. And the main difference is really to be a CEO or a leader or a president that also leave rooms for your people to actually be able to help you make it. Um, and I am going to develop more on that point on the last key idea that I mentioned, which is homegrown management. So that was our first point. Let's jump right into our second point, uh, cult-like cultures. Uh, So this was an actually very interesting point because it reminded me a lot uh, of the Microsoft culture. And when you are in a company that has a very strong culture, uh, it is actually good because a company that has a strong culture actually make it uh, through the ideology that they have. And that's just what they want to make it work. So when I said that you can, the myth of building a company that is a great place to work for everyone is not true because not everyone will like the culture of a company. So in here, the example that was used in the book was as Disney versus Columbia picture. And Disney has a very strong culture, so the employees at Disney are actually uh, cast members. You actually feel that they that they are part of a company that you can. If you don't belong there, then you will get ejected. And that's really the argument that they use. Is that a uh, Nordstrom actually was also used in this example of the cult like company? Is that the reason why people are very successful in certain companies? Is because they accept. That there is a certain culture to follow, and that's just what is going to make them better leaders. So, um performance and ideology and being very clear on who they are is one of the reasons why these companies are lasting uh, for so long because when you get hired either you are in or you're just out and there's nothing wrong with that so even having the myth that any company can hire you any company can actually be help you build a career or any company can actually just choose you for multiple criteria and make it work it's not really true because you have companies uh, which is good that have very strong values and those values are never going to change and for example to come back to Disney Walt Disney-based uh, created a company to make people happy. For example, when we compare back to the point we just uh, finished, which is based on a product, uh, Walt Disney or the Disney company is not about a cartoon. Uh, if tomorrow, if Snow White uh, wasn't hadn't been created, it would have been the same thing. No one thinks of Snow White when they think about Disney. So the whole culture of making people happy, of, of employees being part, Uh, or cast members, they're really part of a strong culture, is the reason why Disney lasted for so long and still is around um, and is one of the biggest companies in the U.S. because of the strong culture that they have. So one of the points and the key idea part of the book uh, to explain why certain companies are lasting and all great companies is when you have a strong culture. So that's very important to understand because not a lot of people understand that and they think that is maybe wrong or not a good thing to have a culture that to to them is is really almost like a cult. So either you are in again or either you are out. So... For a lot of people listening to this, and I know that this was my case when I was actually listening to the book, uh, you actually need to start thinking about that if you are part of a company that you don't feel like you belong, or even if you want to build your own company. So, are you there because people are making you focus on something that uh, you don't really believe in? Do you believe in the culture or not? Do you find things that are always not working and make you feel like you don't belong? Because all of those things are going making you um either leave a company or even not really understanding where you're going with yours so for it's very important to make sure that you understand your own values i know that for me i have my values written down anyone that wants to, to work with me or collaborate or partner with me will have to follow those values and there is very little that i am willing to change because that's really what i believe in now when it comes to a business idea a strategy, a way of working, a country, all of that can change, that's not really a problem. But when you build actually something that you want to be around and stick around and actually help a lot of people around, uh, because company like this actually help a lot of people, right? I mean, you're talking about tons of people that are getting hired uh, and an economy behind it. So if you wanna build this kind of company, it is very important um, To be a clock builder, meaning focusing on what people can do even if you're not there. And also focusing on the culture that you have uh, that is going to be very likely like a cult-like culture so our last and final point uh for our book review is actually one of my favorite part of the book uh, and is homegrown management so here i'm going to use uh 3m as an example so 3M, and something that I did not even know when I started listening to the book, uh, was actually initially a mine in Minnesota. So 3M started as a failed mine. And uh, one of the products that is the, the scotch tape was actually never planned. And here again, coming back uh, to the management and the willingness to change, experiment versus initiatives is going to be extremely important. If you have a corporate strategy but you're not giving permission to the people around you to experiment and come with the initiative to actually do things, the company is never going to last long because you really do not want to be open-minded and change your idea. So this point in the book really focuses on the fact that you have to give the people around you the room they need to actually try new things. You have to give the people around you the room they need to actually be persistent in trying multiple things. So. The sentence that they use is actually luck favors the persistence because it's all about mechanism, mechanism and mechanism, and you can replace that by habits. So if you really are not afraid that whatever is going to come at you will actually work because you have the right people, then your company is never going to last. And you're going to think that your idea is not great enough or you don't have the right people, which is completely not true. Again, um, I really encourage you to download it. I mean, buy it on audiobook or even buy the book in itself and listen to it. But the different myths that have been broken in the book were amazing. And the myth of the great idea was to me the best one because a lot of people think that if they come up with an idea that is not amazing enough, companies are never going to last. And that's simply not true. Especially nowadays where we see a lot of people around that are very young just opening the company That 2025 they become billionaires we just think that it's very easy and that the 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 idea that you have is not good enough that's completely untrue a lot of a lot of companies that have been around um for more than 50 years, compared to the new companies that have started, even though maybe they're making more money, is really because of that, is because of the people and the willingness to actually have uh, a flexible management team, people that are, that are going to leave, the people that will also come, having the right culture, and being able to always adjust, and being persistent in, in your values and what you really want. So um, that is it for our book review today. Uh, it is really a great book and I really made it uh, to not go too much into the D-days of the uh, different outstanding organizations that are being done because like I said, there are more than 20 companies and 10 chapters. Uh, and I'm going actually to list you now um, the other key ideas part of the book, just for you to have an idea. So the first point that we just talked about, clock building and nighttime telling, was one. Then the second key idea was no tyranny of the or. So basically um, embracing the fact that everything is end. And uh, I talked about that a little bit in my intro is that you have to, you need to have continuity and change, stability and continuity creativity and innovation so that's really was the second key idea the third one was more than profit so having a strong purpose and and very strong core ideology is what will really make your company last and not focusing on the money Then the fourth key idea is uh, preserve the core idea and ideology and stimulate progress. The fifth one is think big and aim high. The sixth one is culture like cultures that we just talked about. The seventh one is try a lot of stuff and keep what works. And that also comes back to having a lot of experiment, having a lot of initiatives and giving room for people to try things and come to you and actually making them into a practice uh, by building different, I mean, Uh, policies, but mechanism is also the right word or even habits. Then the second to last key idea is homegrown management, which was our last point for our episode. And then the last key idea is is good enough never is. So strive to do better tomorrow than you did today. And uh, the companies that we have talked about during this episode are three M's. Then we talked about Disney Columbia picture. We talked about General Electric, so GE versus Westinghouse. And I haven't talked about Marriott, but I talked a little bit about Northstone. But Marriott also is an amazing company uh, that actually started as a beer company uh, and not hotels. So actually, Marriott was also an amazing example that I have loved uh, because they were really root beer stands uh, and they were selling hot food. So a lot of things also here changed. uh, And the story of Marriott is really amazing. But again, I couldn't cover all of them. So I'm going to add Marriott as a link to my episode, so you can also um, look at it. So if I had to give one sentence that would summarize this book review, I would say... Uh, survival of the fittest so let's let the strongest live and the weakest die that's really what it is here is that no matter what happens you're always going to make it work no matter what happens you're always going to find solutions no matter what happens there is always a way and people around you can help you you have to give them room to come to you you have to give them the permission to actually try new things and also making sure that you understand your core values and what you're never going to actually change, but other things that don't matter that much that are going to be very flexible, like a strategy, a business plan, an idea, or even people that are there with you. So I love this book, I loved it very, very much, and I am going to read it again, actually I am going to buy it uh, just to have it with me because I really loved it, it's an amazing way to actually close the year to me, uh, that to have this book review built to last, uh, and really this makes us uh, close 2020 together in a very high note. uh, Because that's really why I'm here, is that I really want what I'm doing to last, uh, no matter what company I'm going to happen, uh, always staying true to your values and making sure that things work out. So uh, that is it for our episode for today. I really hope that you enjoyed this book review and uh, you are going actually to read it. I hope that I, I made you want at least to be interested in learning more about it because really uh, I loved it. If I had to read this book, I will give it a five out of five without any hesitation. It is really a book that I learned from a lot, a lot of different companies that I didn't even know, a lot of company analysis, a lot of CEOs, that I had never heard of uh, and even different ideas and perspectives. Some of them actually validated what I already think but a lot of others actually helped me think differently also or my strategy and what I want to put in place. So definitely a 5 out of 5. So thank you so, so much guys for tuning in uh i will go i'm going to record a new episode for friday that is going the first of january so it's going to be our first episode of 2021 and it's going to be an amazing one i am planning actually to talk about um what 21 is going to uh to bring i mean i just talked about strategy so i'm going to talk about the series that we're going to have in 2021 the different book reviews but even business reviews the collaboration uh different project that i have going on right now so all of that would be part of our episode on um friday that is going to be the first of january So uh, I wish you an amazing week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate your time and I appreciate you. I wish you an amazing week and an amazing New Year's Eve. And I will talk to you again on Friday. Thank you so much and bye.